0: Welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified, you, as our listeners, would be edified. We hope and pray that you would continue to pray for this podcast as we pray for our listeners each and every day, especially the persecuted church. If you need more information about us, I would hope that you'd go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lower case. There you can find out a lot more information about us. We uh, have a statement of faith there, uh, more information about our background, ways of contacting us, links to our Facebook and Twitter accounts and other social media accounts. And we certainly hope that you would hit that like button and follow us on your favorite podcasting app, uh, but you would follow us and give us a good review, a positive review on our uh, social media accounts as well. There's... uh, Help If you need a Bible or church supplies or Christmas gifts or, you know, whatever that's coming up, uh, we have some links on our webpage as well that you can purchase things uh, that we can get a small commission off of those sales. We do not make any money unless you buy something through our webpage. And that would really help offset our cost. Uh, There's some Christian uh, clothing there. Uh a real big sponsor of breast cancer awareness clothing and things, and, and so I hope that you at least check that out. Today we're going to wind down uh, this uh, idea of uh, Christian evidences, which has been uh, 12 weeks in the making. I hope that you've enjoyed all of these. If you've missed any of them, I would encourage you to please go back and listen to them, uh, we've had them dated and and marked as such and so we hope that uh, that you would do that for uh bible questions please submit them through our webpage uh, we're going to pick up some of those here very quickly yeah we got a few in and we're kind of put them off to the side just for a little bit we wanted to finish this series and not break up the series and so I hope you certainly understand that we're going to talk today again about the historical Jesus and this idea of liberalism. Uh, again, I know uh, I get a few emails occasionally say, well, you're not being very politically correct. Uh, well, I'm not really worried about that per se. I just want to be biblically correct. I want to be godly correct. And that's why I always ask that you open a Bible, follow along. If you don't have a Bible, you can certainly purchase one through our webpage Affiliate, or uh, just click on the link of the daily Bible verse that is free, and it will take you to a web page where you can uh, read the Bible there and follow along in your own language or your preferred version. So, for some years now, there's been this uh, liberalism to, to seek out that will discredit the historical reliability of our New Testament. Uh, The the liberal uh, group affirms that the portrait of Jesus that we find in the gospel, uh, the virgin birth, miracle working, the bodily resurrection, is all uh, a myth. That's where they tend to go. And the myth was invented by the church. And what the liberals say is uh, that we want to do away with the Bible, We that it is. He, they want to get rid of this supernaturalism, uh, and they really want to try to get to this portrait of, of Jesus. So remember, all through our, our podcast, we've tried very hard to make this point, that Christianity is a historical religion. Of course, most people would argue that most religions are, but it is not to be viewed merely as an uh, ethical or moral, uh, con- consisting of these simple rules and regulations, that Jesus came to provide redemption. That's what we need to understand. He came to, to redeem us from sin and death, and that through his life, death, and resurrection, we can have that redemption. We can be redeemed. And this is the only uh, way that we're going to have salvation. And it is necessary, I think, to to view the New Testament record as genuine, uh, historical, correct events that Christianity and how it became into effect, how it changed lives, and gives us hope of a future life. So the first thing is that Jesus, uh, this historic uh, view, is not real, that Jesus that we read about in the gospel accounts is a statement that is made a lot, that this really didn't happen, there really was not a Jesus-type statement, that the gospel was invented uh, by a church somewhere around 33 to 62 A.D., and the church is the culprit and the troublemaker of the world. Liberals deny that Jesus makes his claims a deity. Uh, you know, in, until this idea is understood to the best of our abilities, do I completely understand the Trinity? No. I've admitted that. i got to uh, continue to study it. I try to understand it. But it's it's a deep subject, and it might be on uh, comprehension. You know, and so when I find people even in the church uh, that are leaning liberal that say there's no way uh, that Jesus could be God. Well, they, they've they never read their Bible. They don't understand uh, their historical evidences, which is some of the reason I've ended up doing this uh, 12-week series. So, In John chapter 6, we're going to read a couple verses here quickly. They're all in the Gospel of John. So chapter 6, verse 38. Here's Jesus says, I came down from heaven. And chapter 10, verse 36. I am the Son of God. Chapter 11, verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. Chapter 12, verse 48. His own words would be the standard of judgment. John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when we say that we want to get rid of all the supernaturalism that's in the New Testament and get back to the real picture of Jesus, well, there's not one really shred of evidence in existence of historical, uh, material, or otherwise that the church invented invented this uh, supernatural Christ, that he just a myth. This supernatural Christ was in the mind of the church from the beginning of history. The church did not grow into a concept of, of Jesus as a supernatural. So where did the church myth begin? or where is the origin of it? Well, it comes from the liberals. I mean, they believe that we are a chance of product, uh, of evolutionary process. Uh, they don't believe that God created the world. They don't believe that Christ being God uh, is in in our history. Uh, they don't believe in the supernaturalism of Christ as he walked on the globe. And, and they hold to this doctrine of of. Uh, uniformity that affirms or asserts that they, the cause that they have always caused events to happen at the same cause that they've always caused it to happen, blah, blah, blah. So you don't really see miracles today. Therefore, they never took place. Uh, you know, and sadly, I've been around folks in the church uh, professing Christians that don't believe in miracles, uh, our God is a miraculous God, and I think in His very nature, anything that He does is is miraculous. Uh, it is amazing that any Bible student, any person claiming to be Christian, would seriously consider uh, the modern views based on its congestion without any evidence. It's It's in total disregard for the historical evidence that is available to us. And, you know... Uh, The church began on this belief that Jesus was resurrected from the dead. Now, this is uh, one of the uh, part of this supernatural Christ. This is how the church was built. In Acts chapter 2, verse 22, Peter's concern over the resurrection. he, He says, look, you men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved by God and to you by mighty works and wonders and signs, which God did by Him in the midst of you, even as you yourselves know Him, being delivered up by a predetermined counsel, the foreknowledge of God, and yet by the hands of lawless men did crucify Him and slay Him, who was raised up. So Peter has says, look, there is proof of this resurrection. There is proof that He says He is God. Now look at all these. Miracles. Everybody who was somebody in Jerusalem that day would have known what he was talking about. Many of them how they got fed by two loaves and uh the fish and all that. I mean, the how did you feed that many people with so little food? Just an example. Uh Lazarus coming out of the grave. I mean, if you go study that out, Lazarus has been in the grave. Four days. I think there's a lot of reason that Jesus waited four days. But here he is. Lazarus comes up out of that grave. Everybody was knew that he was dead. They were all mourning there. Uh, they're, they're, they're going through the traditional Jewish custom uh, of sorrows and, and mourning. And here comes Jesus, and he walks out, of, calls Lazarus out of that grave. And the next chapter, they're wanting to kill Lazarus because Lazarus is a testimony of who Jesus is. So, uh, Peter says here in the day of Pentecost that they are eyewitnesses of all these things. They saw these things, and people, uh, they obviously witnessed a lot of miracles. So, on what belief did the church have its beginning? On the belief of a supernatural Christ. Uh, The church would have never begun without the belief from the beginning that Jesus was the Son of God. So what is the church? Well, it is not brick and mortar. It's not the building that you go to. uh, It's a convenient place of meeting uh, that Jesus didn't die for brick and mortar. He died for flesh. He died for his creation, you and me. And you and me are the people who make up the church. It is believed uh, that Christ, by the church, that he was crucified, he was buried, and he, and he rose from the dead. There, there would have been no church had Christ had not been raised from the dead, had these people uh, constituted the church, the start, you know, beginnings of the church, did not believe that Jesus was a resurrected Son of God. The reason that the church... Uh, was persecuted in the beginning stages, and still is today, really. But right off out of the book of Acts, chapter 4, I mean, you're only talking two chapters down the road, not very many not much time down the road. The church is being taught in the name of Jesus, uh, and they're talking about the resurrection of the dead. And the church was being persecuted for that belief and that teaching. They were being persecuted for already believing in the supernatural Christ. It didn't take 30 years to invent the supernatural Christ. Persecution began in the early conception of the church. Acts chapter 4. You can, it, there it is. You can read it. And the church endures this persecution because they believe that Jesus was the Son of God. They endured the persecution rather than give up their New Testament documents. In Acts chapter 2, where the church began, uh, the apostles, Peter, he, he states in verse 32, this Jesus did God raise up, whereas we are all witnesses. John says that he and he was a participant in what took place in John chapter 19, verse 35. Read it with me. He says, he that has seen and borne witness, and his witness is true, and he knows that he says what is true so that you may believe. So John's statement uh, continues on. to many other signs. Therefore, Jesus did in the presence of the disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe. And so John is saying, hey, I recorded what I saw. John is saying that Christ uh, changed water into wine in in chapter 2. He says that Jesus healed a man that was lame for 38 years in John chapter 5. He he watched Jesus walk on water in in John chapter 6. And John says he watched Lazarus come back from the dead in John chapter 6. So these are eyewitness accounts. John and Matthew... Uh, The apostle writers uh, these are men who wrote the gospel, uh, were either eyewitnesses like Mark and Luke. I think they were very careful researchers. They took statements, and they got from eyewitnesses. And these eyewitness accounts of what they said is wrote down so that you and I would know about them. So rather than the church being a myth and theory, It says that the church was invented, and gospel writers wrote down what the church invented. Well, the apostles say what they are writing down in the gospels is what we saw. We participated in this. We were eyewitnesses in all of this. Paul's epistles reveal a a resurrected Christ as well. We talked about that uh, in a previous podcast. And Paul will begin to write his epistles around 42 A.D. And and Paul will make it very clear that the churches whom he was writing to these epistles had already believed that Jesus was the Son of God and that they were baptized in the Christ by their faith, that that he was working miracles, Uh, there was a virgin birth, uh, there was a bodily resurrection of God. And you can reproduce Paul's epistles into the supernatural Christ. I, I think from all of this we can draw to the conclusion that the liberalism, the church myth theory, it really lacks any substance. Uh, we need to all understand that it is the New Testament that is historically reliable to report the events that had taken place in the past. That you can believe your Bible when it says, and you fill in that blank, in the beginning God created, uh, and the Word became flesh. You can believe all of that because it's actually correct. You can believe it's historical testimony because of the eyewitnesses, firsthand eyewitnesses, and the reports that Jesus lived uh, of his birth, uh, that he worked miracles. Uh, that he had these conflicts with the Sanhedrin, particularly the Pharisees. Uh, again, he was sentenced to die. He did die, and three days later, he walked out of that grave, and then he ascended into heaven. We can believe all of that. We need, as the church, we need this historical evidence we need to understand it better which was the purpose of the 12 weeks i, I know i went through it in places really fast Um, uh, somebody emailed said well you can't pronounce some of those names well most people just fake it to be honest about it um uh, at least i'm on enough honest enough to say i really can't pronounce some of those names but that's not the important issue uh I mean, Moses and Paul were accused of being poor in speech. So I'm in pretty good company. And I really believe their testimony. I believe what Moses wrote down. I believe what Paul wrote down. I believe what John wrote down and so on as being accurate and correct to the events that took place in their life that they personally were involved with, whether they were viewing it Uh, They were actual participants in eating uh, part of that food that Jesus multiplied that day uh, or eating manna in the wilderness. It it all has to be true. And we can try to deny all we want. I know with this new telescope, uh, we see things and pictures from NASA deep in space that we've never been able to witness before with the human eye. I think all oh, that's just really neat. I think it gives a lot of credibility to the Creator, uh, Jesus Himself, and His great power. It does not uh, prove that it took billions of years. Uh, to me, it just it was an instantaneous thing. We've talked about that as well. The creation story uh, took place six actual days, and I know there's people out here listening that said, there's no way. It took millions and billions of years because uh, some scientists said so. Well, the greatest scientist of all is God, and he says differently. And that's why I believe what I believe. I certainly hope that you really have enjoyed these last 12 weeks. Uh, it's taken a lot of time for us to kind of put this together, uh, plan it out. Uh, We love the positive comments that we've gotten throughout this uh, series. We pray and ask that God will continue to bless us as we continue to move forward. If you have any Bible questions, uh, please submit them to us through our webpage. You can contact us as well through our social media accounts. And we certainly hope and pray that God would bless you. So again, may uh, God bless you and may he have the glory.